Hello, good morning. Welcome to Pray With Me. Let's get these blessings started. Today, September 23rd, and I'm your host, Pamela Staten. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I call on you right now in a special way. It is through your power that I was created. Every breath I take, every morning I wake, and every moment of every hour I live under your power. Father, I ask you now to touch me with that same power, for if you created me from nothing, you can certainly recreate me. Fill me with the healing power of your spirit. Cast out anything that should not be in me. Mend what is broken. Root out any unproductive cells. Open any blocked arteries or veins and rebuild any damaged areas. Remove all inflammation and cleanse any infection. Let the warmth of your healing love pass through my body to make new any unhealthy areas so that my body will function the way you created it to function. And Father, restore me to full health in mind, body, and spirit so that I may serve you the rest of my life. I ask this through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. God's promises for your life. Proverbs 1, 7 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Wisdom comes from God. It is not something inbred into human nature as an innate ability. Wisdom is a gift or a grace that comes from God And like all gifts from God, you must choose to receive it. It's available to you. God not only permits you to have it, but also desires you to have it. You must accept it. However, in the accepting lies a choice. Amen. Psalm 19.6 says, God's word vaults across the skies from sunrise to sunset, warming hearts to faith. When God gets into our hoping, we pin our hopes on a person, more exactly on a person and the promises he makes. Not that he will see to it that we get everything we wish for and believe is possible, but that he will give us what he promises. So now our hope moves from a belief that the good we want is possible to a trust that God intends to keep his promise and is competent to do it. Amen. Listeners, I think we need to go on a fast today. I think that we should fast from judging others and feast on the Christ indwelling in them. I think that we should fast from emphasis on indifferences and feast on the unity of all life. 
We should fast from apparent darkness, feast on the reality of light. Fast from thoughts of illness, feast on the healing power of God. Fast from words that pollute, feast on phrases that purify. Fast from discontent, feast on gratitude. Fast from anger, feast on patience. Fast from pessimism, feast on optimism. Fast from worry, feast on divine order. Fast from complaining, feast on appreciation. Fast from negatives, feast on affirmatives. Fast from unrelenting pressures and feast on unceasing prayer. Stay with us. We'll be back with some more areas that we can fast Okay, and I think that we should also fast from hostility and feast on non-resistance. Fast from bitterness, feast on forgiveness. Fast from self-concern, feast on compassion for others. Fast from personal anxiety, feast on eternal truth. Fast from discouragement, feast on hope. Fast from facts that depress, feast on thoughts that uplift. Fast from lethargy, feast on enthusiasm. Fast from suspicion, feast on truth. Fast from thoughts that weaken, feast on promises that inspire. Fast from shadows of sorrow, Feast on the sunlight of serenity. Fast from idle gossip. Feast on purposeful silence. Fast from problems that overwhelm. And feast on prayers that undergird. Amen. That's awesome. And let us continue to pray. Because we pray and know how to find God in prayer, we have courage. We pray courageously. We do not fear praying for things that are impossible with man because his love has cast out fear and permitted us to participate in his overcoming of the world. Thank you, Father, for your perfect love that casts out fear. Because you loved me enough to die on the cross, making me more than a conqueror, I can participate in your overcoming of the world. What is impossible with man is easy for you. I come before you boldly in prayer because you have overcome the world and you are certainly more than able to handle anything 
that comes my way today. Thank you for being so faithful to me. In the name of Jesus, amen. And then In Touch Magazine, they're telling us to worship God only. When reading in the Old Testament, we might not understand why people would bow down before idols they had made, but we make a similar mistake placing too high a value on things like money, relationships, appearance, and power. Though not bad in themselves, these can become objects of worship if we prioritize them above God. That's why he is jealous for our heart. There are two reasons the Lord doesn't let his children's devotion stay out of balance. First, he deserves the glory. And second, he loves us and wants the best for us. Praising God above all else is actually in our own best interest. So when our heart does not belong solely to Christ, he disciplines us. This might mean he allows challenges to remind us who is the one and only God. God is making us complete in him. This week, notice where you spend your time and money. Notice what dominates your thoughts. Even if your pursuits seem good on the surface, ask the Lord to reveal whatever has become an idol in your life. Confess any misplaced affection and ask for help in making God the object of your devotion. Amen. That was nice. And now we have the ministers of comfort. When you hear about a calamity, how do you respond? As believers, we should approach such situations with a selfless and compassionate attitude. True compassion not only tries to understand the pain of others, but also provides practical help. In times of disaster, remember that you and I have the privilege of touching anybody, anywhere, through prayer. No matter how far away victors, victims might be, they can be comforted by God as he responds to your heartfelt cries. So as soon as word of a tragedy reaches you, start praying. Let the Holy Spirit guide you in petitioning your protection, provision, comfort, and awareness of his presence. Next, remember that donations, whether money or goods or hands-on assistance, are usually high priority. It is wise to team up with dependable relief organizations and consult trusted sources about what is needed. In local situations, you can also provide words of comfort, a warm embrace, or simply a listening ear. We should take care to notice others' needs and to reach out with Christ's love. Through these actions, 
the world will recognize the light of Jesus, who was anointed to bring good news to the afflicted. Bind up your brokenhearted and comfort all who mourn. Amen. Stay with us. We'll be back with more prayers. The Serenity Prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time, accepting hardship as a pathway to peace, and taking, as Jesus did, this sinful world as it is and not as we would have it. Trusting that you will make all things right if I surrender to your will so that I may be reasonably happy in this life. Amen. Father, how grateful we are that we don't have to beg, we don't have to plead, we don't have to wonder, we don't have to doubt. We just know that everything you've said is absolutely true and that anyone who is willing to ask you to forgive them of sin and surrender their life to your Lordship, to your way, and to your will, well, everything changes for all eternity. And we are so grateful beyond all ability to express thanksgiving in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, we beseech you, God of mercy and love, to watch over this family of ours. May every member of our family be wholly devoted to you. In your kindness, guard us all from every evil. Amen. Lord, Please shine your light upon my family. Give us strength to overcome all the difficulties that we are dealing with now and protect us against any and all problems we may encounter in the future. Amen. Father, how grateful we are. You are so patient with us and you love us. You see us in our weak moments and in our frailties. You pick us up when we falter, so full of forgiveness, so full of love, so full of goodness, and so full of the best of everything. I pray that the Holy Spirit will sink this message deeply into the heart of every person who hears it and that we will respond in wisdom. Understand the obedience required of me and walk in that obedience. I pray we find the awesome, thrilling joy of knowing our living God. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Lord, for yesterday. 
thank you, Lord, for leading the way. Thank you for your tender care. Today and tomorrow, we know you'll be there. Thank you, Lord, for every plight. Thank you, Lord, it will turn out right. Thank you, Lord, for today. Just thank you, Lord, in every single way. Amen. Dear Lord in heaven, we come to you as your faithful servants, submitting to your will in all things. We will not allow the workings of the evil one to distract us from your goodness and mercy in our lives. We know you are still on the throne and that you will protect us and provide for us in our hour of need. We will not fear anything for we know you will never leave us nor forsake us and that we are covered in the blood of Jesus. We are especially reminded of your power and glory as we continue to shine our lights in the darkness through your word and sacrifice. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. God's way day by day. Proverbs 6.23 For the commandment is a lamp and the law a light. If you want to know what the Holy Spirit thinks about something, read the Bible. The scripture is his thoughts on paper. It doesn't get any clearer than that. You and I are not left to discern the mind of the Spirit through the presence or absence of peace and the voice of conscience alone. We have his thoughts written on paper. The most balanced Christians I know are those who spend time in God's word on a daily basis. The most unbalanced Christians I know are those who do not. It is that simple. Yay, listeners. We are the most balanced Christians because we spend time in God's word on a daily basis. Amen. And in closing, from God's purpose for your life, Romans 7, 7 says, I would not have come to know sin except through the law, for I would not have known about coveting if the law had not said, you shall not covet. Amen. 
If there's anything that can identify, convict us of, or uproot sin in our lives, it is the Holy Spirit working through Scripture. He speaks straight to you, convicting you of what you never even realized was wrong. The Word not only shows us our faults, but it is also our weapon against sin. In other words, through Scripture, the Holy Spirit reveals that not only the sin we are committing, but also consequences it is producing, why it has such a hold on us and the root of error causing it. With such understanding and knowledge of our true identity in Christ, we find in the Bible we are equipped to win a lasting victory over the bondage. Therefore, when you're reading scripture and feel conviction, don't ignore what the Lord is saying. Instead, confess your sin, which means agree with God about it, and repent or turn on your path to the one he shows you. And know, he is making you free indeed. Jesus, thank you for the scripture and for convicting me of sin so I can be free. Amen. Thank you for praying with me. We just got these blessings started. See you tomorrow. Bye for now. Be kind.